Welcome to the new podcast, Truth in Politics, with New York State Assemblyman David DiPietro. David is the number one rated top conservative, according to the American Conservative Union. You want the truth about New York and national politics? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Welcome back, everybody. This is David DiPietro, New York State Assemblyman here in New York State. This is Truth in Politics, and it's the truth, folks. Nothing but the truth. You're listening to the Big WEC Local Podcast Network. That's W-E-C-K. Go find us on WEC Radio, the Big WEC Podcast, Truth in Politics. Download, and hopefully you'll listen to my other podcast because today I'm loaded up and just talking here and we didn't know where to start. There was so much going on, but I'm going to tell you something. I am putting together a citation to honor a hero in New York state to the left. He's no hero, but to the citizens who he protected to citizens who honor and value law and order life. This man's a hero. He stopped something which could have been very dangerous, but now he's being charged with murder, okay? And this is the gentleman who had the chokehold on the person in the subway in New York City. And before you get all, this is racist, this is all, uh, I can't believe you're doing that, let's just go back and let's look at the facts, okay? Not your opinion and not your feelings, let's look at the facts of what happened. Let's look at who this guy is, the guy who, was, who died. It was needless. Nobody should die. But the fact is, he put himself in harm's way. This is the same as someone pulling a gun on a police officer and threatening a police officer, and then when they get shot, it's the police officer's fault for protecting himself. This homeless man who they're now they're trying to make out to, to be the next Robert De Niro or famous gentleman, okay? He was nothing but a homeless thug. He had mental issues his entire life. This man was a degenerate, and he had mental issues. He had been in and out of, of mental institutions, and he was violent. Make no mistake, he was violent. This man had been arrested over 50 times. And let out every time. And most of them were for violence. Just a few months earlier, this man had been arrested because he was walking down the street. And without knowing, a woman was coming the other way. And he punched her straight in the face. And fractured her face. For no reason. And they let him out. This man had a history of violence. And he went on the subway. And he didn't just go on the subway and sit down very, very kindly. And then all of a sudden, this Marine, big, strong, burly ex-Marine, by the way, just decided to take him and put him in a chokehold and kill him. No, this man was screaming at the top of his lungs to the people in this car. And they were getting up, scared. For their lives, because they've seen this day after day in New York City. You understand, this isn't a one-off. Every day this happens. Every day in these subways. And this man, he started screaming. He threw his coat at one person. He threatened these people. The, the testimony's right there. 
These people said he, they were threatened. They got up. They were trying to leave the, the compartment because they felt for their lives. And he said, I don't have food. I don't have a drink. I'm fed up. I don't mind if I go to jail and get life in prison. I'm ready to die, unquote. He was screaming this at people. And if someone who's, de- who's deranged, unhinged, says that to you on the subways, which are so unsafe in New York City, you know what? You're not sitting there going, oh, this guy's just having a bad day. Oh, my gosh. Come here. Give me a hug. Give me a hug. Oh, my God. You, you need, I've got a, a pet, a little pet furry toy in my, my purse. Would you like to hug it? These people got up because they've seen this day after day and they were threatened and they didn't want to lose their life. They didn't know if this guy had a gun. They didn't know if he had a knife. And we'll get into that because that's common down in the subway in New York City. So if you're listening to this, you understand. If you're from New York City, you know what I'm talking about. But this Marine is a hero, folks, and he's charged with murder. This Marine is a hero, and I'm sending him a citation to tell him just how much I appreciate what he did to save those people's lives. And you know what the people in that train said? They said the same thing. They're saying this guy's a hero. They're thanking him. Thank you for stepping up and taking this person down and holding him until the train stopped. Oh, by the way, did anyone, have you seen, if you haven't seen the video, because you've never gotten this on the mainstream press from CNN, MSNBC, or any of them, but you know who helped this Marine and held this guy's leg, who put his body on this guy's, this homeless guy's legs to keep him down? It was another black person. (gasps) Oh my gosh. Did you just say that, David? (laughs) Yeah, I did. It was a black person who helped this Marine. You don't hear about that, do you, folks? But they're trying to put the Marine in jail. And then you get idiots like Ocasio-Cortez, who is brain dead, folks. This woman should not even be allowed to be in politics. I see it in Albany all the time. We've got brain-dead people up there who can't put two sentences together. Their IQ is below a mole. And she comes right out and says, this Neely's death is a public murder. And you know what happened when she said that? Mayor Adams, a communist himself, he started blasting her, saying she's irresponsible. He's calling her out and saying, shut up, Ocasio-Cortez, because you're irresponsible. You're fanning the flames. And then they have a talk show host. Someone else gets on there and says, Mr. Neely, after I, we saw that video. It didn't seem like he wanted to hurt anyone. <laughs> yeah, he, didn't want to, he didn't want to hurt anyone then what is he doing ranting and raving and threatening people's lives and, and, uh, and, and, and saying, I don't mind if I go to jail and get life in prison. I'm ready to die. Was he ready to die and go to prison? Why would he be going to prison? Why would he say that? Unless he was going to do something that was going to send him to prison. What do you think? He was just going to sit down and say, thanks, everybody, for listening to me. You know, I've had a rough day and my feelings were hurt. You know, I didn't get anything to eat today. And when I asked this gentleman on the street uh, for a couple dollars and he walked away and only gave me 50 cents, I was really upset. Okay, just take this to the next logical point, folks. 
But this is the left. And I don't say left. These are the communists. These are the brain-dead socialists. Okay? I'm not talking your rank-and-file Democrat. I'm talking the leadership. The leadership. There's a mental disease going through. And I, I believe that thoroughly now because I've dealt with it in Albany. They don't understand common sense. They can't see the big picture. It's all about their feelings. It's all about their emotions. They don't care if, they're, if, if their new proposals help one person but hurt 100,000. It's worth it. But when you switch it around on them, you're a racist. You know, so I'm telling you, this, this thing has got to stop. This man should not be put in jail for saving the lives of those people on the subway. He should be lauded, applauded, and awarded. And that's what I'm going to do. This, man's, this man is a hero. And the people on that train, the passengers, black and white, said the same thing. They thanked him. Okay? And why are they thanking him? Let's go, let's, let me tell you something that goes on in New York City, because you can read about it if you read any of the papers like the New York Post every day. There's a thing called slashing, folks. You probably never heard of it. It's been going on for a couple of years now that, now that the, the subways are being overrun. Because what happened? Let me give you a quick backstory. A couple of years ago, a few years ago, defund the police. Remember that? It's happening. And what happened in New York City? The defund police, the communists in the, uh, in the New York City Council defunded the police department to go to their woke people and all the communists. Yeah, we don't want police. They defunded the New York City Police Department over $1 billion. $1 billion, over a billion. And I give the police chief credit because I saw this. There was a huge protest from normal people who said, stop defunding the police. The subways are becoming totally unsafe. And they had a rally, and I think there was about a half a million people in New York City. And I give the police chief credit. He came out, and this is what he said, not quote-unquote, but this is what he, about he said. He stood right up and said, listen, you defunded my department over a billion dollars. I do not have the resources to protect you in the subways anymore. I don't have people to go down there. I don't have people to look out after you, so you're on your own. He said that. Heaven forbid, this man says that. You're on your own. Protect yourselves. I don't have the resources. You cut my budget. And since then, it's been a nightmare on the subway. You talk to people in New York City, they tell you. When you go on the subway, there's signs. They tell you, put your head down. Wear a coat. Wear something that covers your neck and your face. While you're on the subway going to work. Put your briefcase up into your chest because of the gangs they run through with knives and whatever uh, band, whatever they've got that's sharp. They run through, say, eight of them, ten of them, and they hold these knives and they slash whatever they can. It's called slashing. And people get slashed in the face, razor blades, and they slash you. And they run and then they get off the train and there's nothing the police can do. They don't know who they are because they're all covered up. These gangs. So no one gets charged, but you've got a six-inch gash on your face that needs 40 stitches, and you know what? Hey, you'll live with that scar the rest of your life because some idiot punk ran through. And instead of you being protected, that's what happened. 
And so what happened on this? Why did that man die again? Why was that guy keeping him in the chokehold? Because the conductor called the police. Listen to this. The conductor called the police from the train and said, I'm going to be stopping. I need you to be here. We've got a situation. We've got a man who threatened people. We've got, he's being restrained. I need the police down here. You know, and when he stopped, you know how long it took the police? Because they've been defunded. They're not down in the subway. So there's not someone right there. There's not someone two minutes away. It took 15 or 16 minutes for a police officer to get down there into that situation. And then by that time, when they got down there, the guy had just died. Now, if the police had been funded, there would have been someone there in three or four minutes. That guy would be alive and he'd be under arrest again and let out again. Whose fault is it? Whose fault is it? I'll tell you whose fault it is. Democrats. Communists. Their fault. They're the ones who defunded the police. They're the ones who made it so police. What happened to when they defunded the police? We're going to have community activists. Well, where was your community activist? Where was that person with the red bandana or Black Lives Matter scarf on? ready to protect the citizens of New York because the police, they no longer wanted actual policemen. Where were they? If you believe that, it's a joke and you're an idiot. And that's what we had. So I think I've, I think I've made my case. God bless this guy for saving the lives of people on that train. He's a hero. He's not a murderer. And for those people that call him that, learn the facts Okay, because we don't need Maurice Mitchell, who's the party chairman of the Working Families Party. That's right, the Working Party, the Working Families Party, Communist Party. What a joke, the Communist Party alive and well in, in, in the United States. And Maurice Mitchell saying, this is a modern day public lynching. You know what, Maurice Mitchell, you're a joke as a human being. You shouldn't be allowed to procreate. This is crazy. Just fanning the flames, trying to make a name for yourself by inciting racism again. And that's all you've got. That's all the Working Families Party has. That's all these people have. Racist, racist, racist. That's all you can say. Because you can't beat anyone on facts, on common sense, and on real life issues. So you have to result down to your basic idiocy. Well, let me check my blood pressure, folks. That was a little bit too much for me. I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure some of you are like, hope it spikes, Dave. But uh, yeah, let's 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 cool it down a little bit. Um, hmm. Well, there's a lot of other things going on, but if you like this, please share this. This is truth in politics, and I'm telling you the truth, okay? And you're listening to the Big Weck Local Podcast Network. That's Weck W E C K, so you can find us. Uh, let's see what else we've got. Oh, boy. I'm going to start with uh, the budget real quick in New York State. I want to tell you, they've made New York State as one of those four or five, six states, Massachusetts, California especially, that are just uninvestable, folks. Okay, from a business standpoint, we're uninvestable. No one's coming here anymore. Very few. You might get a business to come in, but every business that comes in and tries to open up shop here now, is being subsidized. It's not like going to Florida or Dakotas 
or Iowa or some some of these other places where you can go and start a business. You know, if you come to New York and you want to bring in something, there's always a politician uh, getting their hand washed and giving you tax breaks and giving you stimulus money to come in because we can no longer attract businesses that actually bring in real jobs just by coming in here. Okay, when you have millions of people leaving the state, and I mean millions of people leaving the state, over a million in the last two years, they're not telling you that uh, in public, but those are the real numbers, about a million one in the last two, two and a half years flying out of this state. The, uh, The run investable, the jobs are drying up. We all know it because we all see everybody leaving. Okay, we don't, it doesn't, you know, this is an eye test. You just see it with your eye and you know. While Democrats come and tell you, like like Kathy Hochul came out, and and uh, where is this right here? Let me see. Kathy Hochul comes out with this budget. Remember, folks, three years ago, three years ago, in three years, we've lost over a million five people, and our budget in those three years has gone up over fifty nine billion dollars in three years. Remember, the Democrats took over the entire state four and a half, five years ago. And this is what you get with one-party rule. And so, since the federal government, that's a whole other story. And I tell people, Andrew Cuomo, before he left, that summer, uh, in the election with Trump and Biden, Cuomo was on his knees praying every day, even though he doesn't pray, doesn't know, have a clue what he's doing, but he was praying to what whoever he prays to say hoping that Biden would win because Trump was only going to bail him out about 12 billion dollars. And we were going to be we were looking at a 6 to 8 billion dollar hole. And he needed Biden to win cuz Biden was going to bail out all our bad policy. And because it was COVID, the other states couldn't really attack because they just put the lie up, well it's COVID, we've got to protect our public. And all these other states started getting bailed out. And when Biden won, he gave us 44 plus billion with a B, $44 billion. Not the 12 that we deserved for COVID. He bailed out all these bad policies and that's the money they've been spending like drunken sailors and raising the budget. It's a house of cards. And next year, because they didn't put anything away for a rainy day, okay? They're borrowing. They're, how can you get $44 billion and still borrow money left and right in New York State? It's, talk to anybody. We're uninvestable. People know it. But Holko comes out. Here's a quote. Here's a quote from, from the IQ of my bunny rabbit at home. Ms. Hochul, this bold and fiscally responsible plan makes historic investments in communities across the state and makes New York more affordable, more livable, and safer. I promised New Yorkers would make our state more affordable, more livable, and safer, and this budget delivers on that promise. <laughs> that's, that's, I'm telling you. And you talk to any economist, you talk to anyone uh, who knows this budget like I do, and what did it do? It didn't invest in communities across the state. It invested in a couple communities run by Democrats who have favor with Hochul. No Republican county or community got helped with all this money. 
doesn't make it more affordable. We're the worst state to live in it. And it raised taxes. It makes us less affordable. And that's why people are moving out. What are your house taxes, your property taxes? I'm just going to ask you, what are your school taxes? Okay. You know what I'm talking about. But when you live in New York City and you don't pay your taxes because you rent and you've got rent control and you don't own a car because you take public transportation, you don't have a clue what taxes are. You don't have a clue what's affordable. You don't have a clue what's safer, especially in New York City, the rotten apple. More livable? If it was more livable, people would be moving in, not moving out. Safer? Go back to my opening monologue about the the subways in New York City alone. Crime has spiked in New York State over 40%. Violent crime is up 35% in New York State in the last two years. With bail reform. Safer? It takes a moron to think we're safer because the facts show we're not safer. But this is the way Democrats spin it. They're professional liars, folks. They are professional liars. Come sit with me on the floor of the assembly, and with a half hour, you'll sit there and pull your hair out and go, what the heck just happened, Dave? Did that really happen? Because that's what every single person who's sat with me, and half of them I don't even know since I got elected, has said. I'm not kidding. Hold on a second. I got to check my blood pressure, folks. Okay, because this this I could do hours and hours on how bad this budget is from. But I when they asked me for a statement a few weeks ago, when this budget passed by Democrat Party majority. I said they want me to write an op ed piece for the paper. And I said, you know what? I'm not going to because there's so much in here that people will just stop reading it. No matter how bad it is or how many facts I put out, they're going to stop because it's just their eyes are going to glaze over because they can't really comprehend that we're going under. We're a sinking ship. And so I said, just put out this one quote, one line. And it was, this is the worst budget in the history of New York State. That's all I said. Okay? You know, you've got people... Like AOC, if you remember, when Amazon wanted to come into New York City, okay? And what happened? They took off and they went over to uh, uh, Virginia. Okay, we had this huge company coming in, and they were going to bring in thousands of jobs into New York City, into that Democrat haven. And AOC chased them out. She said she was going to sue them if they created any jobs. Do you remember that? I do. It was a running joke. And I will say a couple of the Democrats from that area were ticked off because other Democrats from that area were standing up and saying they wanted all these concessions from Amazon. And Amazon said, look, we're going to infuse this. We're going to make you, we're going to bring a huge investment into your area like none other. And these Democrats in the Assembly and in the Senate stood up in AOC and said, we don't want you, not unless you do it our way. And Amazon said, look, That's not a business model. That's communism, and we don't want it. And they moved. See you later. New York State is uninvestable. It's just just in the last year, and I won't get into it, but the real estate valuations have gone down 50% in one year in New York City on rental properties because you know what? 
they're all selling. They're fire selling. They don't want to be in the rental business in New York City because of rent control and because of the communists don't pay rent and there's no... We just passed a bill, not we, the Democrats passed a bill this week in New York State that said, if you don't pay your rent for months and months, the landlord cannot put you on, cannot report you to a credit service. Now, if you don't pay your gas bill, what happens? It gets put on your credit report. If you don't pay your car payment, what happens? It gets put on your credit card. You don't pay your credit card. Okay? You default. What happens? It gets put on your Everything gets put on your credit report, okay? You either pay or you don't pay, and the, and the penalty for not paying on something is eventually it gets put on your credit report. But, but, the one exception now is if you don't pay your rent ever, and you just move and move out and stick the landlord, he can't go to a credit agency and say, hey, look, this person's a bad risk. They didn't pay their rent and put it on their credit report. You can't do that. So now they go to another apartment, and the landlord can't see the credit report on this person. So now the landlord hires a deadbeat. And what happens? The, these people move in, don't pay their rent. The costs go up because the landlord's not getting his rent. He can't pay his bills. And now he's got to charge either higher rent. Okay, so who does it hurt? It hurts the poor. It hurts the working class. It hurts the people that actually are trying to, try who pay their rent and are hoping that their rents don't go up, but because of a few bad apples, the rents are going up. <laughs> this is, it's, and, and Democrats don't see this. You can't, you cannot show them. So, oh, by the way, in the budget, <laughs> I don't know if I told you this in the budget, okay? Uh, there's a provision for $18,000 for every immigrant, not, not resident, hope you understood that, not resident, immigrant in New York City. Remember how they got uh, 14000 something like $14,300 checks a few years ago? Okay, if you were an illegal immigrant, to help you get by, you got a check for over, around thirteen dollars or $14,000. Yeah, they put $2 billion in the budget of your money to pay illegal immigrants. Well, they did it again, folks, this time $18,000. But, and here's a caveat, it only goes to New York City immigrants. Not upstate. Oh, well, we've got we've got these illegal immigrants in Buffalo. We've got them in Syracuse. What about them? Oh, sorry, they get nothing. Well, why is that? Is that fair? It is if you're a New York City Democrat who has complete control of this state. They have the supermajority in New York City. They control everything we do. So New York City gets the money for their constituents who are illegal but vote anyway. But everyone else in the state gets nothing. This is <laughs> the corruption, folks. And I say it all the time. It drips off the wall in Albany. It drips off the wall with these people. And it's on display. They don't care. They don't try to cover it up. They've got the power. So they just run it and they say, take us to court. You're not going to win because we own the courts. So we don't care if it's legal or not. We don't believe in the Constitution to begin with. And they say that on the floor all the time. It's an old white man's document. It means nothing to us. Well, you can't do that. We talk Every week they bring up bills that are unconstitutional. Andy Goodell, our floor leader, who's an attorney, who's awesome, will come out and say, you know, you can't do this. This is against the, the state constitution. And then he reads the section. They laugh. They laugh. 
They don't believe in the Constitution. Hope you understand that. Uh, you know, and so some of the things I'm seeing. Um, okay, I was I was watching a little video. Pete Buttigieg. I'm going to federal right now, but if you remember him from the transportation, he just he's putting thirty million dollars for female crash dummies. <laughs> Not, I can't make this up, folks. It, it's it's it's. I can't make it up. I'm not a comedian, uh, you know, so I'm not that funny. But I saw this. Yeah, female crash dummies, because crash dummies need to have a gender when they're doing those 30-mile-an-hour crash tests. Um, this is crazy. And uh, so it's a female crash dummy, but is it really? Or is it a transgender female crash dummy? Or is it a male transgender crash dummy or one of the other over 100 gender whatever you call them binaries okay so i think pete Buttigieg better he needs a a a class you know he needs a little correction i guess you would call it he needs to go take one of those correction classes where so he doesn't speak out of turn and he understands what he's talking about $30 $30 million for female crash dummies, I think, is a little racist, folks. And it's a little transgender phobia because what is really a female? Okay, I hope he's covering all the bases, but this is just what it said. <clears throat> so even locally here, the transgender issue has taken on new meaning because of, okay, so if you're not from this area, I'll just say there's a high school right here. It was Orchard Park versus Frontier. Uh, track meet, girls track meet, and a boy identifying as a, a girl for this meet, he dominated and won, I think, three events, you know, crushed the girls. And and the reason that's an issue is because the girls now are getting ticked off. Okay? So the girls are now upset because, okay, you're seeing this around the country. If, you, if you're if you against this, you're uh, uh, you're transphobic, you're you're racist, you're, you're, you put all the labels and adjectives on it you want. <clears throat> but let's just take it to its logical conclusion. You might not agree when I say this hurts women. This is anti-women. Okay, because only, only people who are anti-women are Republicans. It can't be transgenders. They can't be anti-women. They just can't. I hope you understand it. They just can't. And if you don't believe that, you're a racist, and you're transphobic, and every other adjective. But here's what's happening, and it's going to happen. It's going to continue to happen. The girls' basketball team is going to be all transgenders, and there won't be an actual real girl on the girls' basketball team. The girls' track team will be all transgenders. And I'm not talking just high school. I'm talking college. The girls' Softball team will be all transgenders at some point. Okay, it's just, it's a logical conclusion if you go forward. Okay, because I'll tell you what, boys, boy, well, I don't, I don't want to use these terms, but there will be a lot of them who <clears throat> don't make the basketball team. We're going to say, you know what, but I could, I could beat the girls. I could be the leading scorer. I could get my fame and glory. Yeah, maybe I'm not good enough for the boys' team. 
And then what's going to happen when this happens, I'm, I'm predicting this, is you're going to get to a point where there are no girls or boys sports. It's going to be one basketball team, one track team, and the best people will be on it. Unfortunately, when that happens, it won't be any real girls. Girls sports will be gone, and that's just the way it is. You know, so if you don't understand that, okay, please listen to that. I think that's pretty straight on because it's not just one or two. We have to accept all of this, which means this is going to continue. And the natural conclusion is that's what's going to happen. So when I see this, you know, my daughter's six, just turned 16 and she plays soccer and I'm, you know, the soccer team hopefully for her next two years or into college stays this way, but I don't see it because um, there are already boys. uh, I always forget that just transgenders who are going to be on the girls soccer team. And it's going to allow it's going to make girls not be able to play on their own team. And uh, that's just, uh, I don't know how you want to, how you want to handle that, but that's just, it's going to get it's going to get worse it's not getting better okay so what else did we want to talk about today um you know again on transgender if you want to be that way that's your issue god bless you okay but the fact is we're being told we all have to accept it even though i don't believe in it okay but just don't shove it down my throat. I understand. Okay, there's a lot of people that, that feel that way or or, or want to be that, that. God bless you. Go ahead, you know. Okay, you can be whatever you want. But when it comes to science, okay, we know what truth is. And that's all I'm saying. Okay, accept the truth. Be what you want. But I don't want drag queens teaching my kids. If a drag queen needs to teach my kids, okay, We need to have some serious couch time with the drag queen because that's just unacceptable. But if you put 100 men, and you've probably seen this, but if you put 100 women and 10 men on an island, 100 years from now, you'll have a thriving community. But if you put 100 transgender women and 10 men on an island, 100 years from now, you're going to have 110 dead men. End of story. So I just want to make sure you know, the, the, the science, because at some point the adults are going to have to come into the room. Because as we're being told to accept all of this, I'm going to ask you to go the other way and ask you to think about this. What if I told you that in New York State we've just passed laws that are going to mandate teaching religion in schools? We're going to mandate it. And Bibles are going to go, be given to every child starting at the age of three, a Bible will be given to every child. And that's how they're going to learn to read. We're going to use that. Not reading books. We're going to learn to read using Bibles. Okay? And we're going to give medication to children so that they believe even more in religion. We're going to give that to them so that they it helps them believe more in religion and in God and in Jesus. Okay? And reading their Bibles, and they're going to want to do that more. And we're going to put religion in public places where statues are and libraries and schools. 
We're going to start putting up more scripture. We're going to start putting up more religion. Okay, but we're going to start teaching religion in schools. We're going to start teaching the Bible, and we're going to start giving Bibles to all these kids. You think that's going to create an uproar? Just so you know, that's what you're doing to people who don't believe or want to accept your vision of what's going on. So with that, boy, this, is, this was a quick one today, folks. A lot I left on the table, but I just want to say, look, stay positive. There is an outcome. There's a great outcome. We're going to win this, okay? Stay true to your values, unlike Governor Hochul, who has no plumb line and will lie right to your face until she'll tell you one thing, she'll turn around and tell somebody the exact opposite, Okay? See, I don't, I don't trust those people and I don't get along with those people because I want someone right or wrong. I want someone who believes in something and sticks to it. But we're going to win this. Till next week, remember, God is still on the throne. He's wrapping things up. Okay, we're watching things right in front of our eyes we've never seen. But we're called, folks. We're called to spread the word, and run the race. And that's what I try to do, and I hope you enjoy it. If you do, spread this around, share it. Truth in politics, I hope you've heard nothing but the truth here, and we'll see you next week. God bless all of you. Thank you for listening to the new podcast, Truth in Politics, with New York State Assemblyman David DiPietro. We welcome you to download and listen to the new podcast every week online at truthinpolitics.social and on numerous podcast platforms, including Apple, Amazon, and Spotify. Connect with David on social media and at truthinpolitics.social. The Truth in Politics podcast is done in partnership with Radio 1 Buffalo, LLC.